Hello everyone, Max Forte with another chat. Today I have the pleasure to have Jordi Magans, I uh, hope I'm not butchering his last name, but he's going to you know, obviously correct me. He's from Alma 1948, Alma Parfums, which is a state-of-the-art perfume house from Spain. This is an indie niche brand that I'm very, very curious to learn more about, and I'm sure you guys listening to this podcast will be uh, very inspired by what this brand is all about. I discovered this brand earlier this year, and I'm very excited to know more about it. So, Jordi, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Max. Uh, I'm really happy to be here to, uh, with you today. Uh, I'm really, I'm really excited to tell you the story about the brand and everything about the, this company because it's a really particular company. So, okay, let's go. I'm very excited, Jordi. In fact, um, when I learned about this brand back in, I think, April uh, at Exxon's or April or, or May, late, late, I think it was late April. Um, it just it's fascinating because of how everything is done. And again, you're going to take us through it. So let's start with the early beginnings of 1948 until, you know, the brand really took off. You know, let's talk about why Alma 1948, because I think it goes back to your grandfather, grandfather, right? So take us through it. Let, let us know everything that happened from your grandfather all the way to you. Yes, you are right. My grand-grandfather, Valentin, he started the business, not Alma, as the brand we know right now. Uh, he started the Nowlet, the heritage, everything we know uh, nowadays is, is thanks to him. So uh, he went on this business. He was not actually in this business. He was herbalist, but he was quite expert on that. So he decided to move in a different competition, which is how to distillate, how to get the power of the nature, how to get the juice, right, from naturals. So uh, he spent a lot of, a lot of time uh, to introduce himself in this world because actually it's quite different than being herbalist. But at the same time, they go together. So it's really strange. But finally, uh, he decided to go on and it was successful because uh, at the first steps, it was not a business. As a business, we know. It was more like a hobby. He did some events, some collaborations with hotels, friends, this kind of things, right? Uh, he decided to to start with the really few oils available in Spain and France, in different countries, but not too much. So uh, was my father, James, who decided to do a step forward and go really deep on this business when he decided he's chemical engineer. And he just took all the papers and all the old files because my grandfather was not in the business. He didn't want to continue this business. So my father actually was the one who took all these papers and everything, and then he opened a company in South India in 2005, six more or less, to do this well done, professional, to go on with essential oils. And nowadays we are working with more than 300 essential oils. This is the beginning of the company. We didn't do the 300 of distillations. We are expert on 35, 40 essential oils that do we do everything at home, and the rest we buy in the rest of the world with the best providers, with best farmers, to have the best oils on the market. Really exotic, really strange, really expensive. That's why the formulas are so different. Exactly. One thing I wanted to attest and share with the audience here today is the uh, the blending excellence, the uniqueness factor, and the quality of ingredients that Alma fragrances have. You know, I have a discovery kit here 
uh, with 28 uh, little vials, and I tried most of them, and they are absolutely absolutely riveting. I, I urge you guys listening to the pod, to podcast here today to really give Alma a chance. I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised with what they have to offer. So your great grandfather starting, he was a, a you know, but working botanical, um, you know, elements and everything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everything that Alma does is in house. You, I mean, you outsource some elements, but for the most part, you said you have over 300 ingredients that you crop and, and you um, take care of it in house. Correct. Yes, correct. We we never started as a niche brand. We started as a manufacturer and producers of essential oils. We sell raw materials since more than 30 years old now. Uh, when we started in India, my father was there after a while. I've been there living two years. So it's a, it's a really story, a really nice story from this country. I learned a lot. Uh, my My career started, well, I born in this business basically because after school I went to my company to help my fathers. So it's a really niche uh, family business, and we are specialists in, as I told you before, in 30, 40 essential oils that we do 100% at home because you will need a huge factory to 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 work with the 300 oils, and the rest we are buying. We have really loyal farmers around the world. We are having perhaps 4 to 50% of the essential oils from India because it's a really rich country to have this kind of ingredients. And every time more, we are being more specialist on, on, on... We are focused our energy to buy the best. When I say the best, I mean really exotic essential oils that probably nobody is using because are so expensive. So the cost of the formula is so high. So this is the main, but our main business, the core of the business is the raw materials. We have been selling compositions and plain, for example, vetiver, patchouli, just in aluminum bottles, and aside of that, uh, compositions as well. Until we got more or less, in my opinion, I got more or less tired of this. And in 2013, I decided to go on with a niche brand. Not, it was Alma, but the different packaging, different formulas, and we started in Middle East countries in Kuwait, in Dubai, in Oman. So it was like a test for us. So after a while, we decided to go on with the niche, Alma, the one you know right now. In 2017, we started in Dusseldorf. 18, we, we, we went to Piti, and uh, here we are. So uh, the core of the business and the strength of these companies is the essential oils. Uh, we are here to explain to everyone that it's possible to do wonderful fragrances with a proper lasting coming from naturals. This is the key. Got it. So if you're explaining Alma, if somebody comes to you for the first time, because a lot of the listeners here of this podcast will actually be listening and learning about Alma for the first time, just like I did, you know, even though the brand's been around since 2017, uh, I just learned about it, you know, earlier this year. So what could you tell? What is the mission? What is the ethos? Uh, what is the core values of Alma, and what can somebody expect when they try an Alma fragrance? Well, in my opinion, there is a lot of value on this brand in different ways at the same time. We are, everything we do in this company, every single detail, we care a lot of these details because we are actually a family business and everything is concerned about this. When I say family business, it's real. Every time we do a new fragrance, it's an inspiration, but not a fantastic inspiration or imagination. It's real from memories of our family, from my grand-grandfather, my father, my memories. So Mr. Kibbs, it's inspired in Egypt, where we are already buying 
some ingredients. It's a nice story where we found the inspiration from Mr. Kiobs. So if someone is buying Alma, the first impression, in my opinion, should be, whoa, I never tried something like this before. Never. For sure, the, the collection is quite big. We have 30 fragrances, and I'm really sure that four, five, six fragrances perhaps are not super, super unique because we need, every time someone starts a new a niche brand, we need to have balance because if everything we do is super, super ultra niche, nobody would buy it. So it takes time to have recognition and then people are jumping to buy the, the fragrances, right? So we have four or five fragrances that they are more commercial. When I say commercial, I never say like copies because I hate this kind of business, but they are more similar to this kind of snob that they want to jump niche, but they are not ready for niche and they, they need to train the nose. So these four or five are ready for noobs, right? So the rest of the collection is really hard and really strong and really unique. The oils we are using and the way we do the compositions is really unique. But at the same time, it's really is, is a risk for us because a company needs to sell. So the first steps as Alma, it was a bit complicated because people need to understand the fragrances and how you work with them. After a while, when they smell it, when they touch the packaging, because packaging also is another thing really interesting. It comes from my grand-grandfather. He was a passionist of Italian clothes and leather. So that's why we decided to go on with leather, this kind of leather. If you go to Firenze in Italy, you will find this color, this brown leather color and full of shops there. So that's why every, every single thing we do in the company has a sense. Sorry for my English because sometimes I'm not uh, speaking well, but hope No, you not at all. Your English is, is perfect. I love the accent. And by the way, everyone, the bottles themselves are a work of art from the wooden caps uh, to the plates on the bottles, the shape of the bottles. You're not going to find anything uh, quite so uh, unique as their bottles as well. So it starts mm -hmm. with the bottle, the presentation, and the juices are just uh, incredible. So you have it, the, the collection split into two. You have 30 plus fragrances, but you have the, the main line with most of the fragrances. Then you have the extract collection, correct? Yes. Uh, other Parfum collection is 17 right now. And we stopped because we wanted to just use the best of the house for extracts. We started the company with two extracts. After a while, it was four. And now we are 10. And every year, we are going to present more or less a couple of them, perhaps three new extracts, because we're selling worldwide and, well, uh, you need a lot of fragrances because taste and, and flavor change a lot. If you are selling in Middle East countries, South America to North America, to Australia, to Asia, everything is changed a lot. So uh, we're going to be focused on extractive perfume because it's where we can put all the efforts and all the naturals. We are almost not blending with chemicals. All the perfume, we blend a little bit with chemicals to have proper lasting, but the extracts are bombs. Wow. Coming from naturals, but bombs. So we probably is going to be the future of the company. Now we are just selling destructive performing 50 ml format, and it's working wonderful. The box is really unique. The as, it, as you told me before, uh, everything is quite particular. But we are not spending the money on the bottle. There is a lot of companies now spending a lot of money on glass, and glass is a really complicated story because. Um, well, in my opinion, we should spend, when we started the company, we were talking, me and my father, and, and I told him we should spend all the money on packaging and juice. First of all, juice, because we are selling perfumes, not bottles, not packaging, not boxes, not stickers. We are selling juice and should be the best one we can offer. After that, 
proper packaging. I think the balance is done. I agree. Juice is so important. I mean, that's what people are going to wear. They're not going to wear the bottle. They're not going to wear the box. So the, the actual compositions, the juices themselves should be incredible so everyone can enjoy. And I agree with you. Having a range of niche that are, you know, segways or gateway into niche is important to have because you can't go too crazy and have just dark and very exotic and, and, and daring fragrances because otherwise most people are not going to really appreciate your brand. So you have to have a little bit of everything. And I think, you know, Alma does that very well. So I want to dive a little bit into your collection, uh, Jordi, if we may. I have uh, the beautiful discovery kit that you you kindly gave it to me at uh, Exxon's. I don't currently have any bottles. I tried some of these and they were very, very inspiring. So let's highlight some of these here on the show, if we may. Uh, Jordi, which ones do you think uh, are worth talking about? Let's let's maybe get a couple easy to try and, and easier for people to you know get into the brand. Let's take a couple darker ones and maybe a couple really daring ones. Let's go through like six of them or so. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say something is important. Perfumes are really personal. So it doesn't matter what we talk now because probably it's not going to be enough for everyone. But if we have to start with a fragrance, we should go on with Mr. Kiebs. Uh, it, it's the, probably it's the crown of the company. It's the one, is this the number one seller? It's the number one on selling. Okay. And it's also the number one on headache for us because we have been working years to launch this fragrance until we found the best equilibrium to go on on this wow. formula because it's really complicated. This really is really good. This it's is really coming good. from naturals at more than 90%. The rest is some fixatives, synthetic fixatives to get proper lasting because now nowadays everyone is obsessed about lasting. So um, we wanted to do something really exclusive, really unique, and the composition is crazy because probably it's the probably is the only this fragrance on the market available with this vetiver from 10 years old, this anise from Spain. I was gonna say that. First and foremost, everyone, you know my taste. I've been on YouTube for over 13 years. And you know how much I love uh, vetivers, and, and Mr. Kips have one of the best vetiver openings I've ever tried. I mean, it's 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 a little danky though. It's a little dark, a little bit dirty, uh, very rooty, very earthy, but it's powerful. And and the mix, the blend. I mean, it has myrrh, so it's a little bit smoky. Some spices. There is some citrus here that adds really balance to the fragrance. Mm -hmm. But it's it's very very special. It's a very special vetiver concoction. And I can't believe it. this is your number one seller. Wow, that's incredible. That's that says yes, a lot. Yes, it is. It is, and actually it's quite a complicated formula because when we mix this vetiver, that we, we cook this vetiver at home, but then we kept this vetiver. We're keeping vetiver for more than 15 years, and then we're using step-by-step. Uh, step. Uh, every time we sell more, we have to change this a little bit, but the vetiver is going to be always huge and, and the best quality probably in the world. So we are mixing this vetiver with Annie's from Spain. I'm not sure if this name is correct in English. So this Anis. is this is uh, Spanish vetiver, correct? It's not Haitian vetiver. No, no, no. no. This vetiver is from is from India. Oh, so it's Indian vetiver. Okay. It's Indian I'm vetiver. I'm sorry. You're saying about some kind of anise and what else? Anise. We call it anise. anise. It's used okay. here for liquors yes. and other things. It's really like sambuca, right? Sambuca. Sambuca. Anise. Yeah, more or less. More yeah, or less. Yeah. We have here in Spain a really famous liquor, which is anise del mono, and we are using this kind of this part, you know, from the anise to, to keep this. It's called anise del mono. Balance. Sorry, anise del mono. 
Yes. Monkey, 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 Spain. monkey and ease? Yes. Mono is monkey, right? Yes, correct. You're right. <laughs> so funny. also we are mixing with mirror, with geranium, with uh, resins like uh, benjui. So the com every time we start a composition in Alma and I'm doing trainings, it's like... It's yeah. funny you talk about geranium because geranium is a gorgeous floral note that I love in perfumery because it adds this almost minty facet to the fragrance. So I think the geranium along with... Um, the vetiver and the other notes it is like i said guys it opens up danky and dark but it balances out really beautiful with the citruses and the geranium this is very wearable uh, and i can see why this is the number one company because anyone can enjoy this anyone you know a man a woman you know anybody that really loves niche perfumery will understand uh the quality the class um and even the elegance of this fragrance it, it's quite elegant it is a 10 of 10, in my opinion. It's not, it's not because I'm the nose or me and my father, we are creating the fragrances. We are really critic with the, the work we do. And Kiops probably is the most balanced fragrance right now, one of them, in, on the market, because it doesn't matter if it's summer, winter, autumn, you can go and use it. It doesn't matter, because this crazy thing about being humid, being a touch of green, touch of ambery, touch of brown, touch of white... All the colors, I really like to talk about colors when I, when I explain fragrances because it's really easy to, to connect with them. Aside if I'm going to, if now I explain you the 45 ingredients of the formula, you will sleep in two minutes. So if we talk on colors and sensations, emotions is much easier. So this is really wearable. In summer, explodes much more. This is, this is something that you already know. If you go in winter, it lasts more because the cold weather actually is like a, it's encapsulating a little bit the fragrance on your skin, so it lasts a bit more. But summer and spring, in my opinion, is the best way to use Kiops. It's I really agree. powerful. And it's but lasting. Our feedback is more than 10 hours. Oh, yeah, You never sure. know because each skin is different. But talking about synesthesia, which is the art of, uh, you know, finding color and, and sense colors, you know, effective, uh, you know, profiles. Mr. Cubes, I think it's a rainbow. Like you said, you got all the colors, all it the is. facets, but it's very well blended where everything sing, it sings and dances together very harmoniously. It's a very harmonical uh, kind of a fragrance. It's, yes, it's really it's a good. rainbow. That, really good. That's a, that's a good phrase. I will use it. It's a rainbow. It's a rainbow. That's good. But let's talk about another one. Mr. Kiops is the best, 10 of 10. I mean, it, it's one of my favorites, so I'm glad you picked that one up because I love Vetiver. So let's pick something uh, maybe – do you have anything with booze here, anything with cognac or whiskey or – Well, uh, probably you, you will check it soon because uh, with cognac and oud and really booty – uh, we presented this new fragrance on, on Xsense. That's why we are not you are not receiving the, the vials because the, the discovery set you have is the, the original one. And now we are doing a change to introduce the new fragrances as well because we presented four or five on the show. So, yes, we have it. Not in your hands right now. But uh, you have, for example, Ibabic in your discovery set and Stocksness that probably you will really love it. Uh, you so, so should we talk about stock stocksness? Yes, stocksness is a really okay. liquor booty, burn sugar booty, I like to say, because it's okay. an inspiration of island. And probably you will really like this fragrance. It's well, really strong. It, just it almost spray. has an, a nutty feel to it. Almost yeah. has a nutty feel to it. Yeah. 
just spray a couple of times and all your room and probably half of your flat will smell and, and stocksiness. Is there a really complicated and sophisticated fragrance inspired by Island? Because I've been there many times, inspired in the in the beach of Bestrahorn in uh, Stocksness. Stocksness is a beach, a really particular beach. But when uh, every time we 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 went to Island, uh, I spent a long time visiting the country. So it's a composition. It's a my perspective of what Island for me smells. Mixing the the night in Island, they really like to go and drink. Mixing the booty houses with this kind of energetic uh, houses that they do really good. They use a lot of leather also, sometimes synthetic, doesn't matter. But this combination of burn booty notes with alcohol and earthy is on this fragrance. And it's really powerful. Probably it's the most powerful fragrance in Alma right now. We have a couple of more uh, that they are lasting so much. But this, uh, I have customers that they say that it lasts 24 hours. In my opinion, it's a nonsense to have a fragrance lasting 24 hours because it's a nonsense. If I use a fragrance, I, I use it for an event, to go cinema, to go on a meeting. I don't like to have the fragrance all day in my body. No, I agree. I agree with you, Jordi. In fact, I, I say that to a lot of frag heads when I have you know meetings and talks with them. I said, listen, if you have something that sticks to you 24 hours, you're going to get sick of it. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I think you wear something, like you said, for an event, for a situation, for the way you feel. You want something to enhance your your feeling. But that 24 hours in the whole day, you're going to be like, man, you know, it's just too much. I think 12 hours, 10 to 12 is, is more than enough, I think, for, for power. And I know these fragrances because I tried a few of these already. They last 8 to 10 easy on skin. If you spray your clothes, forget about it. It'll be there for days. Um, and this one here, I get a lot of leather. I get a peppery mm -hmm. leather. If you guys listen to the podcast, like, let's say, Tom Ford Tuscan leather or ombre leather, which is a more sweet leather with raspberry, this doesn't have the fruity touch, but it has this gorgeous, you know, dry coffee uh, with maybe some grass. It's green. It's peppery. Uh, it's a very exotic leather uh, feel that I get here. Quite exotic, like a spicy leather. The idea of this fragrance was to blend perfectly this idea of natural sauvage earthy notes with a bit of alcohol and leather with this boot also at the, at the background of the formula to get like powerful a powerful fragrance and in my opinion it's working well we are selling a lot especially we are selling a lot of stocksness in italy and uh, also in south america so it's really interesting because not all markets are functional for all fragrances that's why we are launching a lot of them and by the way, you're the perfumer, right, Jordi? You actually blend and make all the fragrances from Alma, correct? We work, we, me and my father. My father is a chemical engineer. I'm the nose because I'm, I'm, it's the only thing I know how to do in this and life. What's your I father's name, this. Jordi, so people can, can get to know your father? What's his name? Jauma. But you can, you can call him James. It's much faster. Jauma, but we can call Jauma. him James. Okay. Yes, Jauma is, is, the, is the Spanish. Well, actually, it's Catalan. In Spanish, is Jaime. Then in English, James. So we go fast. Sometimes we say James and George. That's all. And by the way, everyone, I met uh, Jalma and I met Jordi at Exxon's for the first time this year. Uh, and of course, we have a friend in common, uh, Joe from Joe Sent Me, Joe Seku. Yes. He's the one who introduced us. And I have to say both Jordi and his father are just absolute pleasure to meet. Gentlemen, you know, to the T. Um, 
So let's go through another one here. I mean, I love these two. Um, what else do you think would be a great one that you think would have this universal appeal? What other from the test kit that I have here that you think most people will enjoy? You should smell. The now you smell right now. Stoxness is destructive perfume. You should go again for another destructive perfume, which is Ibabic. Ibabic is also really booty and also playing with the, with the bourbon and Scottish whiskey because my father has, well, he has a list full of stories, right? But we have friends have come in, in Scotland. They are owners of a distillery of whiskey and they helped us some years ago to introduce that the volatile parts, the top notes of Scottish whiskey on the fragrance. So this is a composition, Ibabic is a composition of more than 35 booty notes plus this bourbon, American bourbon and Scottish whiskey. So the first spray you do, just the first spray, you will let me just Let, let, let me just make a quick correction, if mm -hmm. I may, and I'm sorry, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. If you say booty in English, it means something else. We don't want to go there. It's boozy notes, B-O-O-Z-I. Uh, why? I just want to... Coming from boot. Coming from booze, boozy notes. Okay, You're talking you about Thank alcoholics. You so of course, Thank of course. Thank you so much. 100%. Boozy notes. So yes, this is a very boozy. I get a beautiful bourbon whiskey up top. This is very good, everyone. I mean, so far, it's my favorite because I love boozy fragrances. It's got the spiciness to it. Definitely cedar. Um... And this is very androgynous as well. I think anyone can enjoy this. There is almost like a floral undertone, but the, the bourbon whiskey up top is absolutely riveting. It's very inviting. It is really good and works wonderful because probably the unique is that I never found a fragrance on this market blending Sadabut from Virginia, from Morocco, and from India at the same time. And wow. they dance together perfectly. For sure, there is a lot of ingredients there. It's a bomb of wood notes right uh, boozy notes as you say yes. so um these top notes of the whiskey and bourbon is what makes the difference because otherwise it would be a bit boring after a while so this composition is another fragrance that we are selling we are selling a lot of ibabic in asia a lot of ibabic in asia as i mentioned it before the markets are so different so we have every time someone is asking us for a ah, give me your top 10 it's complicated because now we are not big, a big giant company. So we are growing and we go step by step. So it changed a lot. So now I suggest you also to go in Santa Cristina because now you will start in a new, completely new universe because every time you start with a new fragrance and Alma is... Before we go into you. Santa Cristina, I want to ask you a question, Jordi, and then we'll, we'll get to Santa Cristina. So looking at the Alma brand, which was rekindled in 2017, what is your number one market right now? And of course, by the way, I want to make an announcement before you answer that. So everyone listening to the past to the podcast will know this. Um, Alma 1948 is joining Scent Explore 2023, the fifth annual. I am so glad to officially announce this. I believe, as you guys know, every year we discover new incredible brands. And I have a feeling that you guys are going to be very, very taken by the quality and the uniqueness of this brand. So I am saying right now, it's, today is July. I believe Alma has the potential to be to becoming the best new brand in the U.S. this year. So guys, really stay close and stay tuned to this brand because I think you guys are going to be very surprised with what you discover. But let's talk about Santa Cristina. But before we do that, tell me uh, my question. What is your number one market at this point? What, what do you mean with number one market? 
So you said you're, 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 I mean, Asia is a market that you do very well in. So, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking about Europe, Asia, you know, obviously America's you're coming in now, but over Europe, you know, overall, where do you make most conversions? What, What is your, your, your best market as far as sales? Our best market right now probably is a combination of uh, Europe and South America because we are selling a lot in Italy, especially online, which I never understood because as a customer, because I'm a customer as well from other brands, I buy niche. Uh, I would never buy a fragrance that I never tried. This is something I never understand, but it happens because uh, the story, the inspiration, the house, everything, I mean, I understand a bit. That's a but funny a, thing you say, uh, Jordi, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a very yeah. common thing in the fragrance world. It's called blind buying, yeah. uh, especially in the fragrance community. I agree with you a thousand percent. I love to go to a place and meet somebody and learn about the brand and try the fragrances, smell on and blotter, smell on my skin, and mm-hmm. then make a decision. Hey, I really like this. But in this community, it's almost like it's it's part of the culture. You want to blind buy things because it's the whole experience. You can't wait to get it. You open it. You try it. Maybe you love it. Maybe you hate it. It's almost like a gamble. It's a game. And I think blind buying is part of this culture, especially in the niche side of it. Um, not so much designer world, but in the niche world, I think blind buying is, is a big part of this. But I'm, I just prayed Santa Cristina. And Santa Cristina is um, mostly a floral fragrance. And I think there's a green tea vibe here, which is really, really nice and smooth and calming. Uh, there's some iris here. So this is mostly a floral bomb. You have vetiver for support. You have some other spice in the notes. But I think green tea, jasmine, it's a white musk and floral kind of a fragrance, correct? Correct. I mean, actually, this is this is like a game because my grand-grandfather always said, this is a good phrase in our family, that one and one is never two in perfumery. That means that for you, you are smelling right now, your perception is that there is tea inside, but actually there is not at all. Wow. There is okay. not. I get a lot of rose too. A lot of rose. Yeah, rose, yes, you are correct. In, it's not a typical rose. It's not synthetic rose. We are using, we are. We have a, a farmer, really strange one. I think Andy Tower. I'm not sure if he's buying from the same, but uh, we are using a really special rose here coming from, uh, we call it Afghani rose because it's in the middle of Afghanistan and Syria. Wow. And uh, he's selling a really special rose, a really different botanic variety of rose that smells really different and also we have a a good friend from indonesia probably we are the 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 only customer on the world buying from them because they are just selling in indonesia for for cosmetics and for um different markets but not for perfumery so we are buying a really special maceration of orchid that gives this special touch on the formula and it lasts a lot, a lot. It's a really crazy fragrance. As you said before, it's a, it's a flower bomb. And it's actually the truth. This is one of the best uh, selling fragrances for us for this kind of unisex girl. I like to say that perfumes, are they don't have gender, right? They choose you. You never choose them. They choose you already. That's true. So the thing is, I'm not huge on floral fragrances, but this is a good floral fragrance. And I think you mentioned orchid. So there's a lot of different flowers here, but the way it's blended, I think with the vetiver, some of the support notes give this fragrance a really nice balance that I think anybody can enjoy. Even if you don't love florals, this is not overly floral. This is not like your grandmother's uh, floral. This is uh, 
very modern floral composition with some woody uh, backbones and some spices. I mean, it's it very well blended. This is very, very nice. Uh, every time we launch a new perfume, we, we go and try because we, you cannot be alone working on your lab, no testing what market is doing because otherwise you could go really close to other fragrances. And every time we do something new, we want to be absolutely different as best as we can. I know sometimes it's really hard because there are more than 3,000 brands on the market. Molecules are not unlimited. Essential oils are not unlimited. And sometimes perfumes could be more or less similar in different ways. So Santa Cristina, I never smelled something like this. And I can say the same for Mr. Kiobs, for Ibabic, for Stocksness. Every time we work with a new project, we work hard to be Really different, not 100%, because as I told you before, it's impossible, but we're trying to do our way of work, our way of everything. And that makes the difference because actually, if you go, if you jump into the market as an niche brand and you are just changing the packaging, but not offering something really exclusive on juice, in my, in my opinion, you should not be on niche perfumery. So uh, we are really serious in that. We, we spend a lot of time, a lot of money testing with really expensive frag um, essential oils to be different. So Santa Cristina is lasting 14, 15, 16, 17 hours. If you spray your clothes, you are done because your wardrobe is going, it's going to be smelling one week. And as I told you before, this combination is really crazy, but we are also, this fragrance also includes pure jasmine some back from India, Ilang Ilang. So that's why it's really different. I mean, when we talk about Alma, we are going to be use this, we will use this this word of different like 250 times because actually it's the truth. I agree. I think uh, different, unique, and powerful are adjectives that are very uh, concise with the brand. Uh, let's do one more because I have some other questions for you. Let's do, mm -hmm. I'm going to choose one now. Let's do a Seal of Legends. I want to talk about this one. Seal of Legends is the, you remember when we started the conversation, I told you that we have four or five more or less fragrances that I, I say that they are commercial for this kind of people that they want to jump to niche, right? Yes. This is exactly the fragrance I told you before. We have Itinerantur, Biagio, Sunset Yoko, Halong Heaven, and Seal of Legends. They are formulas not inspired on naturals because we're not working on naturals a, a lot here. They are 80, 90% molecular and ready for this kind of people. Seal of Legends, the inspiration of Seal of Legends is just to do a simple fragrance, really effective to this bland, uh, blind buying you told me before. Really ozonic, really metallic, really white, and at the same time, uh, enough to be perfect. This is a phrase that sounds strange, but actually something really complicated in perfumer. How you do something effective for fast selling, for people that they can, for example, the packaging of Alma is huge. It's huge. People is keeping the boxes of Alma for Rolex, for Patek Philippe, for watches that sometimes they are not even selling you the watch with this box. So people is keeping these this, this boxes, right? So uh, sometimes they want to do a gift, but they don't know what to buy. There are too many fragrances, too many brands. If they jump to Alma, but they they see that the fragrances are really complicated, really strong, really hard to understand. You just need to go on Seal of Legends. It's the easy gift for, for, for everything, probably. Itinerantro as well, Biagio as well. It's a unisex. Probably men will like it more, but it's a unisex. 
and really effective. So it's a yes of yes. I agree, everyone. So just to give you my perspective on Sea of Legend, I agree with uh, Jordi. This is a great segue into the brand or a segue into niche because this is going to be very likable, very universally appealing. Uh, what it reminds me uh, of is if you take some of the, of course, world's most popular exotic aquatic fragrances mm-hmm. like, you know, Aqua de Gio. Not that it's a clone, everyone. Understand where I'm coming from. It's going to have that likeness yeah, yeah. effect. To the fragrance so you're going to have some zonic uh feel here you're going to have some aquatic uh you know breeze here you're going to have a little bit of a white musk some fruity notes uh some green nuances some woods but everything is very smoothly blended so it's very easy on the nose it's very well appealing if you like compliments this is going to give you a lot of compliments it's one of those fragrances that's easy for everyone for you and for those around you yes um, but it's a great blend as well guys it's not going to be a clone of anything it's its own thing but it's going to have that vibe of the most popular aquatic azonic fragrances of the world but this goes head to head with them and when you factoring uh some of the uh you know nuances here and the longevity of the fragrance i think it uh it does even better and the yes. dry down is amazing on this guys the dry down is amazing yes um, so i wanted to just highlight a few i mean there's so many to talk about this discovery kit by the way jordy you have 21 fragrances in this discovery kit now is this something that people can acquire if they want to you know try the brand and and furthermore how can they try alma fragrances right now are you guys distributor anywhere in the united states are you guys in any brick and mortar store what's going on united states united states for me is the challenge for next year and end of this year. That's why we go to San Explorer to open doors for me. That's going to change. I'm willing, I'm willing to go because I will meet Joe because I never met Joe before. I will meet you again. And we already met in sense. And for me, it's going to be an honor to be there. But San Explorer for us is going to be a gate because it's a virgin market. It's completely new. We don't have distributor. We don't have, well, we are, we are talking with three or four shops that probably are, they are going to go on with the brand in September. But now it's new. South America, I was really focused on South America last year because this is a family business. We cannot be running all, all the, the, the way in different ways super fast. It's impossible. So every time I decide to go on a market, I spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of time in South America, Italy, uh, Baltic countries. Also, now we are starting next year probably in Russia. Now it's a bad moment, but <laughs> it's never a bad moment to start. And Asia. Uh, probably next year is going to be the year for United States and Asia, especially China, because uh, it's a really interesting market that people is buying crazy. They don't try. They just go and buy because they like luxury. They like the packaging. They like the fragrance. So United States, for me, is a challenge for end of this year and next year. Probably we are on, on, on conversations with a couple of companies. Probably we'll close something before ending this year. And then people will buy directly from United States because now one of the main problems is we sell online. We do, but there is a lot of troubles in customs, shipping fees. The people, they, I mean, they want the products, they want to pay for that, but they don't want to pay fifty or sixty dollars for the free plus customs. A lot of problems. So it's a headache for us. We we blocked the sales to the United States until we find a distributor or we have shops enough to distribute these discovery sets or small vials to everyone. I have a feeling that that problem is going to go away this year for sure. Uh, with Alma, 
being a part of Synth Explorer and being exposed to the American public, I think people are going to take your brand uh, with open arms. And I already know some distributors and brick and mortar stores that are very interested in your brand. So I have a very, very strong feeling that this is going to be the year of Alma uh, for expansion and growth in the American market. So that's a great, great news uh, to us, fragrance lovers, because like I said to you before, everyone listening to the podcast, Alma was one of my favorite discoveries at Exxons. And believe me, Exxons has over 300 brands. And this is one of the brands that really stood out. So that is why they're here on the podcast today, because it's something that I truly wanted to share with the fragrance world. Now, before we finish this podcast, I want to know from you, Jordi, what is next? What are the next projects besides growing the United States, you know, the American market? What is next in the overall portfolio of Alma? Are we just going to focus mostly? Because you said you have 17 uh, from the main collection, but you kind of like just focused on the uh, straight uh, collection. Is that is that the case going forward? Yes, we are going to be launching Extractive Perfume from now. Probably other perfume is not going to be anymore. Well, not sure, but we are really focused on Extractive Perfume because we can use the powerful of the juice 100%. And... We go on also on Alma Home probably next year. We are going. We are working on this. We are developing this project from three years ago, more or less. And we will launch uh, red diffusers, bath salts, organic bath salts, incense, but not the classic incense that everyone knows. Uh, it's a Japanese style of incense that it's calling. Well, there is a big company in Japanese in Japan. Sorry that they do this incense that is by Yedo. and it's like. Well, I will show you because I don't know how how to explain you this in English right now, but it's going to be really interesting. So Alma Home is the next step for, for the, the company. And there is a really special project uh, coming probably in a couple of years, maybe in one year, that I cannot explain you too much things right now because it's quite secret, but it's going to be a, a fusioning worlds of jewelry and perfume. Wow. It's the thing I can say right now. It's a really ambitious project. But step by step, as I told you before, it's a family business and we go step by step. Every time we launch a fragrance, there is a lot of communication behind a lot of things we must do before launching this fragrance. So it's a matter of time. Everything will come with no rush. And uh, the job always has to be perfect. Well done. And we are going to be also uh, introducing probably in Cannes that we go Cannes this October. I think it's October. Uh, we will meet there. We will meet there, Jordi. I'll be there as well. That's great. I didn't know that. Okay, that's great. We are going to present if everything goes fine. I'm not sure we will present a couple of more fragrances. Uh, they are going to be Babylonian and Borneus. Are bombs. <laughs> Literally, oh. they are bombs. And we will use cans to show these fragrances because probably they are going to be more for Middle East countries, but who knows? Um, we will use a different bottle, different packaging. So it's going to be a really high level perfume, probably going to 700 euros, 100 ml box. Wow. It's a really expensive product, but this, this is going to be insane. Uh, we're not going to be selling a lot of this at the beginning, but it's is always it going like to be a limited edition, Jordi? Well, I don't believe in limited editions because actually we got bad experience on limited editions selling Stocksness and Quinsul when we launched this like two years ago. It was limited, but actually we launched these fragrances on, I think it was 350 units each one or 400. Now I'm not sure. And they 
fly away in, in three months. Wow. So everyone was asking for stocksness, more stocksness, more stocksness. Can you please do again? Can you please just do a new batch? If I do a new batch, it's not going to be the same fragrance anymore. So it's a nonsense. So finally, after eight months, with no selling these fragrances, we launched again, both of them, and are being really successful, Queen Sul as well. So I don't believe unlimited because when they are done, people want more and more and more. And we have to be there because we cannot do like six limited <clears throat> new fragrances every year. Perhaps someday we do a limited edition of uh, Valentine's Day with a red velvet uh, leather packaging box, something like that. But juice must be on the market. We don't sell massively because the, the, the philosophy of this brand is not to sell like pallets, pallets and pallets. We want to sell because we need to sell as well. It's a private company, but we don't go crazy to sell. Our main business is, is running well. So every time we do something new, it's going to be really interesting, really powerful, really unique, but we need to sell. If we have customers in South America, hopefully in the United States, that they are asking for a fragrance that is done, it's not good for the brand. I agree. And that's exactly my parting words for Alma. And so that you listening out there could understand exactly my thoughts and why I invited uh, Jordy to be a part of this podcast. I love what they do because they take a lot of pride in what they do from the bottle to the caps, to the sprayers, to the ingredients and the blends. And what exactly what he just said, you know, instead of mass producing something and selling pallets and pallets, like the most, you know, famous niche brands out there, they're looking to quality to quantify the product and making sure that everyone that tries these fragrances love them thoroughly, just like the love and the passion and the attention to detail that they put into making these fragrances and house as they do. So those are my parting words, everyone. I really urge everyone to try Amal if you haven't. He, they do ship internationally, but I think in the next few months, we're going to have some great announcements of Alma being, you know, here in the United States so we can try them easily and more readily. So I just wanted to thank you so much, Jordi, for your time. It was a great conversation and uh, I, I want to learn more about the brand and I can't wait to try the new ones. Of course, we're going to meet each other at cons and fronts yes. in a few months. And then, of course, we're going to see each other here in December in New York City. It's going to be incredible. And I really hope everyone can join us December 1st and 2nd online, virtually in our platform or in person in New York City. All details in the description of this, this podcast, not only for Scent Explore, but of course, uh, from the Alma Perfumery. So again, thank you so much, Jordi. Any parting words or final considerations? Uh, no, I really enjoyed this time with you. I appreciate your time and your efforts to talk about this brand. Uh, hopefully, we are going to do we are going to do a really nice thing in the United States, willing to go to Scent Explore. So now, let's come. I know you will. You have uh, the first step you already have, which is a great fragrance brand. Everything else will follow. So everyone, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You much. For, my pleasure. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for joining us. Stay tuned for more on the Max, Max Chat podcast. I will see you guys with another episode very soon. Take care. Thank you, Max.